Sup guys, this is Joe Blair, host of the Sports Gamble Ramble. I want to take a few seconds here to tell you guys about the Anchor app by Spotify. It is the app that I use to record and promote all of these episodes that you guys have been listening to. It's super easy to use. It's free to download. It uh, gives you the ability to edit and launch your podcast right from your phone or computer. Um, ton of upside to this, super user friendly, uh, and also gives you the ability to monetize your podcast and record nifty little ad reads like this so you know if you're ever interested in starting your own podcast or know anyone that is uh download the anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started and thank you for listening yo what's up guys welcome back this is sgr 49 we are going to be breaking down nfl week five recording this uh saturday morning getting it out to you guys saturday afternoon i know it's a little late um but i've been very busy this week i'm not going to waste much time talking about that i want to talk about week five i did a lot of research for this episode i'm going to be doing the same thing i did last week um going over every game given my spread picks and i've got a couple over under picks for you guys this week too so we're going to break some of that stuff down found some nice trends and some cash splits in the market this week and then i'm going to record a second segment about player props um so let's get into it we've been hot as fuck so far to start the season my overall picks record if you want to look at like picking every game pretty much 50 50 but the bets that i'm taking and my three against the spread picks of the week my three underdog picks that i'm posting on instagram every week we've been hot so far through four weeks i'm at 83 percent on my picks of the week that's my top three spread picks every week um 10 and 2 so far in the season and i've also been giving out three underdog winners every week i'm 10 and 2 on those also so that's 20 and 4 on my uh high confidence spread picks and over and uh underdog upset picks we're gonna try and keep that rolling because we are fucking crushing it and making a lot of money so far this season so let's get into it uh thursday night uh made some money on the rams game actually went three and oh on uh straight bets um, taking that Daryl Henderson rushing prop, uh, taking Tyler Lockett to go over uh, 23 and a half yards on his longest reception, and we hit the Rams cover. So we're off to a great start. Um, obviously, Russell Wilson got injured there. You guys need to look into that. He's going to be out six to eight weeks, apparently, with a finger injury. So it's Geno time. Uh, shout out Geno Smith. Moving on, getting into Sunday. We've got a London game this week. So the first game we're talking about is actually going to be at 9 a.m. Eastern time. Um, I have no clue what time that is in London, probably like one, two, three in the afternoon, whatever. But they're playing at uh, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, I think. I'm not a soccer guy. Sorry if I fucked that up. Uh, the Falcons are the home team uh, in London, hosting the Jets, coming off that overtime win against the Titans last week. The Falcons are a two and a half point favorite, over unders 45 in this spot. I'm leaning with the Falcons. Um, I trust Matt Ryan. Uh, to be ready in this spot traveling over to London a lot more than a rookie quarterback. Uh, The Jets just um, dumped Gatorade on their head coach after getting his first career win as a head coach last week. And that's just like never a good sign when you're dumping Gatorade in week four of the season. You typically want to go against that team if it was really that emotional of a win for them. Coming off overtime, then having to fly to London, don't love that spot. I won't be betting this game. 
Um, from a spread standpoint, I do like the over, though. I might grab a piece of the over, and I like one or two player props in this game that we'll talk about in the second segment. Um, but the main reason for the over, you know, obviously neither of these defenses are very good. Um, about 69% of the cash is on the over. Uh, while only 52% of the bets is on the over. And I'm going to talk about a lot of cash splits like that on this episode this week, just to explain it. Um, typically what that means, if you're getting more cash than bets, as far as percentages, it means that there are bigger bets on that side, right? It takes less um, you know, number of bets to get up to that high of a number of cash. So that means that people with bigger money, more confidence on these bets, the professionals, they're backing that side. Um, so that encourages me to take the over 45 here. And it also gives me confidence in some player props, like I said, that we'll mention. Um, the Jets are getting a little bit of a cash split on the spread, 52% of cash, 40% of bets. But it's not enough for me to back this inexperienced Jets team that I just, I don't know how many games they're going to win this year outside of that upset last week. So let's move on. Um, Miami and Tampa Bay is the first one o'clock game. On Sunday, Tampa Bay's home favorite by 10 points. The over-under is 48. I don't have much for you on this game. Gut call, Tampa Bay covers. Shouldn't really be that close. Uh, Tampa Bay, after not covering last week in New England, um, <clears throat> I think a lot of that was due to a Florida team having to play in the rain up in Boston. You know, a lot of uh, anxiety in that game, in that Brady-Belichick matchup. You know, whatever. New England got up for it. Their defense looked good. But Miami... Not looking very good right now on either side of the ball. Give me Tampa Bay to cover the 10 points. Uh, no research on that one. Moving on, Philadelphia and Carolina. This is kind of an interesting game. Uh, the Panthers are the home team. Uh, they're uh, three-point home favorites. 44.5 is the total. And I like the Eagles in this spot. I know they didn't look great on defense last week at all, but their offense actually held their own quite a bit against Kansas City, putting up um, a lot of yards and a lot of points. Carolina, I think, is going to have a bit of a drop-off here after starting 3-0. and Like I said, some injuries on the defense. They did just trade for Stephon Gilmore, but um, first week with the team, we'll see how much he plays, if at all. I'm not sure if he's suiting up. But um, I like Philly on the road in this spot. I've actually got a referee trend for you guys in this. Sean Hockley is the head official in this game. And he's a guy that I actually played on last week as the official in the Cardinals game. Because over his last, um, I believe, like 17, 18 games, quick math, uh, he's 14-3-1 um, against the spread for the road team, including 4-0 and this season. So uh, he's the official and the Eagles are the road team. I like Jalen Hurts to be able to move the ball on this Carolina defense that I know is very good. But like I said, uh, I don't think they're going to be as dominant as they were the first three weeks of the season every week. And um, I like the Eagles defense to be able to get some pressure on Sam Darnold in this game. Darnold's not that great. Still doesn't have Christian McCaffrey. Uh, I just think this is you know a spot where the Eagles can sneak up on the Panthers. So I'm going to take Philly. Um, with that road refereeing trend and just with the situational spot, I don't know if the Panthers are as good as we've seen from the first three weeks here. So Philly to bounce back. They need a win. They're desperate. They have a tough schedule coming up too. This is really one of their only winnable games in the near future. So they got to get it. Moving on, New Orleans and Washington. Uh, the Redskins, guys, I'm going to continue to call them that, is our uh, two and a half point home dogs to the Saints. 
43 and a half is the over under. I like Washington plus two and a half here in this spot. Um, they're getting a decent cash split here as a home dog, um, seeing 45% of the money, but only 36% of the bets. And that's not an overwhelming spot, but for a home underdog, it is a pretty um, pretty good margin there to, to view uh, some sharp, sharp bettors uh, looking to take Washington. Um, New Orleans is just so inconsistent week to week. This is a, a in my opportunity get right opportunity. Excuse me, in my opinion, a get right opportunity uh, for Washington's defense to kind of get back on track if they can force some turnovers from Jameis. Uh, New Orleans offense doesn't really excite me outside of Alvin Kamara right now, and Jameis looks pretty inconsistent. It doesn't look like he's truly fixed like everyone thought week one. Uh, so I'm going to take Washington to handle business at home. I like the way Heineke's playing. That guy's fun to watch. Moving on, Tennessee and Jacksonville. The Jags are four and a half point home dogs after this line opened at seven and a half earlier in the week. So it has been getting bet down. Some sharps actually willing to put their money on the Jags this week. Don't really know why I'm going to go with the Titans. Um, the over under is 48 and a half. I do expect this to be a higher game. I lean towards the over, but uh, it's really just mainly because neither of these defenses are very good. I'll be looking to attack this game. Uh, from a fantasy perspective, from a prop betting perspective, I've got a couple props for players in this. Not really a strong opinion, um, but I will say that there is a trend um, that does fit Tennessee this week with uh, teams on their second game of a back-to-back -back road uh, trip. In their last 14 spots are 12 and two against the spread, 12 and two straight up. So that trend, like I said, teams on their second game of a back-to-back -back road trip. Uh, it applies to four teams this week, the Titans at Jacksonville, uh, the Lions at Minnesota, uh, the Browns at Los Angeles, taking on the Chargers, and the Giants at Dallas. I expect it to go at least 2-2, two and two, if not 3-1 and one this week. I don't think Detroit covers, but I like Tennessee, Cleveland, and possibly the Giants. That's a tough one to call. But that's a cool trend, you know, 12-2 and two against the spread, 12-2 and two straight up for these back-to-back -back road teams. So something to pay attention to. I'm going to take the Titans to be able to cover here. Um, so much drama with the Urban Meyer situation down in Jacksonville. There's two paths of thinking. Uh, this team is like totally separated in the locker room, and they just don't fucking care at all about uh, winning at this point, and Urban's lost the team. Um, or this kind of unites the team, and they say, you know what, fuck it. Fuck our head coach. Doesn't matter. We're going to go win anyways because we're men and we're professionals. So we'll see. It's interesting. Uh, I got to believe Tennessee's disciplined enough to handle the Jaguars here as a pretty decent sized road favorite against, um, you know, little brother in the division. So give me the Titans. Uh, next game, um, Detroit and Minnesota. Uh, the Vikings are minus 10 at home, 49 and a half. The over under Minnesota. Um, I like to cover here. Um I've got another cash split for you, and it's a big one, one of the bigger of uh, the week. The Vikings are getting 81% of the dollars on this game, but only about 50-50 as far as bets. Um, I'm going to be looking to fade Detroit from here on out. I think people got a little too excited about them after a couple covers in the first uh, three weeks of the season. Give me the Vikings to beat up the Lions here. Give me that cash split. I'll lay the points gladly. Um, I'm going to be probably looking to take the Lions team total under in this spot as well. I just, I, I like the Vikings big this Sunday in this spot based on that cash split, based on the on-field talent. 
Uh, Mike Zimmer is going to have this team ready to handle, again, kind of a big brother, little brother uh, game in the division here. Give me Minnesota to roll. Uh, good survivor pick this week, too, if you want to throw the Vikings in there. Should be a, a, a no sweat. Um, next game, 1 o'clock, Denver and Pittsburgh. Uh, really gross game here. Pittsburgh's a one-and-a-half-point home dog. 39-and-a-half uh, is the over-under. I'm going to lean with Pittsburgh on the spread, but there's no way I'm betting a spread in this game. We still don't know who the quarterbacks are going to be. I mean, Ben obviously going to be the starter um, unless we see a big surprise. Some people are talking about Mason Rudolph possibly starting this week. It's not going to happen in my opinion, but Ben just sucks at this point. So I guess it's worth bringing up and uh, Denver, not a hundred percent on the health status of Teddy Bridgewater right now, Drew Locke or Bridgewater. I still think this game goes under. There's a pretty, uh, pretty huge cash split on the over under in this contest that I think is worth bringing up. Um, about 53% of the cash on the under, but only 22% of the bets. That's huge. I'll be taking the under in this one for sure. I could see this game finishing 17-14, and even that might be high scoring. It could be a slugfest. Two more 1 o'clock games. Uh, the Bengals host the Packers in a pretty interesting matchup there up in Ohio. Uh, Bengals plus three home dogs, 50 and a half is the over under. I like this game to be high scoring and I'm kind of leaning with the Bengals uh, plus the three points. I can see this one coming down to a field goal or the last possession. I think Joey Burrow is pretty excited to uh, get to go head to head with Aaron Rodgers. I think he gets up for that um, big, big situation here for Green Bay. They're going to be missing their number one corner, Jair Alexander. He's an elite corner in the NFL without him. I think this Bengals team can definitely move the ball on this uh, Green Bay defense. Um, they just added Jalen Smith. I'm not sure if he's playing this week, but he's a linebacker. He's not going to be able to stick with these Bengals receivers. Um, I expect a big day for the Bengals passing offense. I'm not going to be betting against Green Bay because I think they're a the superior team, but it wouldn't shock me if the Bengals do really get up for this game. I'm going to be attacking the over in this game and some player props on the Bengals receivers to have a big day without Jair Alexander in there. Um, I got another cash split for you. 76% of the dollars, 41% of the bets on the over. I love it. Should be good weather in Ohio tomorrow. Uh, ball should be moving through the air. Pretty nice for these two quarterbacks. I like this game for a fantasy and prop standpoint and the over. One, one more one o'clock game. We're cruising, guys. I'm loving this. Uh, New England and Houston. Uh, Houston's a plus eight home dog. 39 and a half is the over under. No research. Don't give a shit about this game. Might take a couple player props on the New England side as their eight point favorites over Houston. Um, but uh, if I'm picking, take New England, lay the points. Not betting it. Don't care. Don't even want to watch it, really. New England's just better than Houston. Davis Mills, not a good quarterback. Rookie QB versus Belichick, just gross. Belichick, really good at taking away the number one option on the opponent's offense. That's Brandon Cooks in this situation. Houston with not a lot of talent outside of Cooks should be gross. I think New England just handles business. Um, let's go on to the 4 o'clock games. 4.05, we've got Vegas and Chicago as the Raiders are five-and-a-half-point home favorites over the Bears in Justin Fields' third career start. This is a spread that I'm going to be attacking pretty aggressively this week. I like the Raiders minus five-and-a-half big time. 
I also like the under in this game. I picked up the Raiders defense in fantasy. I think they're going to shit down Justin Fields' throat this weekend. Uh, one of my favorite look-ahead spots as I looked into the Week 6 schedule. Um, this is a pretty great sandwich spot to play the Raiders uh, to handle the rookie QB. So Justin Fields, first career start road in Cleveland. Uh, last week, um, home win against the Lions. So divisional opponent, home win. Then you got to go on the road versus a non-conference opponent uh, and a hostile crowd out in Las Vegas. Big city, Las Vegas, a lot of distractions. Don't know what some of those Bears have been doing this week or this weekend out there in uh, the city of Sin. And, uh, yeah, then next week, Chicago's got to go back home and get ready to take on Big Brother because uh, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers are coming to town. You're going to tell me that this rookie QB is ready for a divisional sandwich spot against a non-conference opponent on the road with Aaron Rodgers coming to town next week? No fucking shot. Love the Raiders' defense to uh, get some this weekend. A lot of sacks, a lot of turnovers, great fantasy play, great DFS play. Um, Max Crosby looks like a madman coming off the edge. Yannick Ngakwe, they can really get after the passer with four in in Vegas this year. That D-line and that, that pressure looks good. And that's how you fuck up Justin Fields. So I really like this spot. There's also a cash split on the over-under that I'll share with you guys because I'm just full of information and apparently gas today. Um, we've got a 72% cash handle with only 43% of the bets on the under in this spot. I think that's because the Bears – will not be able to do much on offense against that Raiders defense, which is much improved this season. Give me the Raiders to roll. Next game, Browns-Chargers. This should be a, a very interesting game, I think. Uh, Chargers, two-and-a-half-point home favorites. Uh, 47 is the over-under. I'm leaning towards the under in this game. I think both teams are going to try to control and run the ball. Who knows? Don't love really anything here, but I'm leaning Cleveland plus two and a half to get the win against the Chargers coming off that big Monday night football win. Um, that would be uh, my favorite angle in this game. I'm also thinking about taking some Nick Chubb props. We'll talk uh, about that later, but um, I think the Chargers potential look ahead spot here. Coming off that Monday night win against Oakland or Las Vegas, because I'll do that a billion times still. Um, the Chargers, you know, at or excuse me, home win against Vegas, sitting at home this week, got Cleveland coming to town in a non-conference, uh, not non-conference, but anyways, random opponent got Cleveland here. Then let me get to my point. They got to go to Baltimore next week. OK, so off a of Monday night home win home again. Then at Baltimore, Baltimore's a big opponent. I don't know if they're more focused on Cleveland or Baltimore right now, sitting at home, uh, you know, smelling their shit off that Monday night football victory. So I kind of like that as a look ahead. Those are my two favorite look aheads this week. Uh, Chicago with a flat spot and the Chargers with a flat spot. So I'll be attacking those angles. Uh, I really like Cleveland uh, in a teaser. Take that two and a half up to eight and a half and cover the seven and the three. That should be money. That's a great teaser like this week. Moving on, let's keep this train rolling. We got Dallas and uh, little brother New York Giants there in the division, the 425 kickoff. Dallas is a seven-point home favorite, over-unders 52.5. Now, I've gone back and forth on this, on this spread. 
Uh, I think as my pick, I'm going to give out Giants plus seven. I don't feel great about it. I just know that Dallas is 4-0 against the spread um, so far this season, and that can't keep happening. Uh, Also, the Giants look somewhat competent right now. Daniel Jones and the offense looks better than I wanted to. Saquon looks pretty healthy. Kind of gross. I like the over in this game if I'm betting anything, and I'm going to have some player props in this one as well. We've got a cash split on the over-under, 73% of the dollars, 56% of the bets on over 52.5 in this spot. Give me the over, if anything. Uh, Much more confident in that than the spread this week, but I'll take the Giants because we're picking all of these. Three more games, Uh, the 49ers at Arizona. Arizona, four-and-a-half-point favorites to the divisional dog. 49-and-a-half is the over-under. Now I'm leaning San Francisco with the points here. I don't know yet who's going to be starting um, at quarterback, but the thinking is probably Trey Lance. I would say if I had to put it right now, I'd say like 70-30, it's going to be Trey Lance over Garoppolo this week. We'll see what happens once Jimmy G is fully healthy, dealing with a calf injury right now. I lean with the dog to cover the points. I think the hype is getting a little out of control on Arizona. They're not going to go 17-0. and uh, I think this 49ers defense may be able to confuse Kyler a little bit, hopefully is the thinking. Um, I like the under. Uh, due to another cash split that I'm seeing, the ratio here, 49% of the dollars, 28% of the bets on under 49. I think people see the way that this Arizona offense is chugging along and they think, you know, high explosion potential with Trey Lance in the game. I think if Trey Lance does start, the 49ers might be a little bit more conservative on offense than people are thinking. I'm not sure they're just going to unleash him in some sort of Mahomes-style Uh, spread evolution that just, you know, turns this 49ers team into an offensive powerhouse. I think it's going to be a lot of running, a lot of ball control, some conservative stuff, a lot of receiver screens. Um, You know, I don't think they're going to want to expose Trey Lance right away and make him do too much because I'm not sure if he's completely ready. If he was ready, he would just be named the starter over Jimmy G, right? I like the under here with the divisional game and the cash split. Leaning with San Francisco on the points, but not confident enough to bet that. Two more games, primetime games. This Sunday night should be a good one. Easily the game that I'm looking forward to most this weekend. We've got to wait all day Sunday, but we get an epic uh, AFC championship rematch here with the Chiefs hosting the Buffalo Bills. Chiefs minus three at home over under 56 and a half. Man, I hope it's a shootout, but that number seems a little high. Don't have confidence to bet against the over in this spot, but I'm hearing maybe a little bit of rain in Kansas City Sunday night. Something to look at. Give me the Bills, though, plus three in this spot. In this spot. Excuse me. Shit. Um, got another cash split for y'all. Uh, this is a pretty decent one. Buffalo, 64% of the dollars, only 58% of the bets. You would say, well, that's only a discrepancy of 6% there, but – This is going to be the most heavily bet game of the week with these two premier teams in the AFC. This could easily, this is an AFC championship rematch and could be an AFC championship preview again. This game's going to draw a lot of action. And the fact that a road underdog is getting a cash split difference um, against a hot ticket team like the Chiefs at home here, Chiefs also coming off a cover. 
Um, Chiefs are only 3-12 and 12 against the spread in their last 15 games, and one of those covers was last week in Philadelphia, which was a pretty easy spot to see coming with Philly just not being good. Buffalo looks like the better overall team right now. I think this Bills team is on a mission this year. They can run the ball better than they could last year. They can play defense better than they could last year. And I think they are so fucking locked in right now for this Chiefs team. A big revenge spot. I like Buffalo. Give me the Bills Sunday night to cover the three. Fuck it. Give me the upset. Go Bills. Give me the upset. Go fucking Bills. Circle the wagons this week. Um, last game. Monday night football, we got Indian Baltimore, Baltimore minus seven, 46 and a half over under got cash splits on the spread and the over under for you guys. I'm taking the Ravens to cover and I'm leaning towards the under. I think this Ravens defense can make Wentz uncomfortable. They should be able to pound the ball in the running game. I like some player props too, that we'll talk about, but uh, let me give you the ratios. Baltimore getting 81% of the dollars, only 63% of the bets. Now I don't usually love betting, you know, that 80-20 split, uh, but when, you know, you see 81% cash, only 63% of bets, that means there's some big bets, uh, you know, moving that cash ratio a little bit out of flux there. So give me the Baltimore Ravens minus seven. Baltimore is uh, seven and two against the spread in their last nine home primetime games. Uh, Baltimore is also 14 and one straight up in their last 15 primetime games. Another great teaser leg here. Um, off the top of my head, you want to throw a three-leg teaser together. Give me Bills plus nine, Baltimore minus one, Cleveland plus eight and a half. Just throw it in right now. It'll be plus 180 odds. Uh, thank me later. Um, yeah, give me the Ravens to roll and give me the under, the cash split on the over under 84% of the dollars, 55% of the bets on under 45 in this spot. Give it to me. I love it. I'm feeling a big week again. I'm going to take a pause here. We're at 25 minutes. I'm going to come back. I'm going to knock out my player props. Let's fucking stay hot this week, guys. Loving it. All right, we're back. Uh, second segment of the episode. We're doing our player props here. I gave out a bunch last week, and, dude, we were fire last week on player props. I told you guys to take out a second mortgage on your home and put it on Tyreek Hill. I hope you did. His over-under for receiving yards was 78.5, and he had 186. He went over 78.5 five minutes into the second quarter. So let's take a look at some angles that we like for week five of the season. Um, and the first one that I want to talk about is my favorite. I'm not going to make you guys wait the entire segment. We're going to jump right into it and give me Jamar Chase to have a big game this weekend against Green Bay. I talked in my breakdown of the Bengals-Packers game about the absence of Jair Alexander being a big loss for Green Bay this weekend. And I like the Bengals offense to be able to put up some numbers. Jamar Chase, the big play option here in that offense, great connection with Joe Burrow so far in his rookie season after playing together at LSU, 61 and a half receiving yards and four and a half receptions. You're telling me that this guy can't have five for 62 against a Packers defense with no Jair. It's easy for me. I'm going to take this one. I'm going to move it up. I already put over 102 receiving yards in a parlay, and you can get that over 102.5 at plus 219. This guy is going to have a big week, I think, at home against this Packers defense without their number one corner. Um, so I love the receptions and the yards, but give me the yards because I think this is a big play guy that only really needs 
maybe two or three catches to go over that 62 yards. Moving on, another receiver I like this week, Marvin Jones, over four and a half receptions, minus 143, over 66.5 yards, minus 114. Um, Jones, not a great game last week, Thursday night, but uh, this Titans defense, really soft, so it's a good matchup. DJ Chark got injured Thursday night, so he's done for the season. Should be an upgrade in targets for Jones. First three weeks of the season, this guy was getting five, six catches a game. I think for him to have a bounce-back game in this spot against that, uh, like I said, not a great Titans defense, I think it should be pretty easy. Give me Jones. I like the receptions more, over 4.5 minus 143 rather than the yards. I think he could get both. Next one, let's go to some running backs. I got Mike Davis going over 45 and a half rushing yards in that London game, 9 a.m. Uh, so if you're looking, you know, if you're looking to bet that 9 a.m. game, because I know it's a shitty game with the Jets and the Falcons, um, I'm looking at it for the over 45 and Mike Davis on the rushing yards. So if you want action at 9 a.m. because it's the only game on, that's how I'm doing it. Um, Mike Davis getting a bunch of carries still in that Atlanta offense. I know that all the talk is about Cordero Patterson these days, but Davis is still really the better running back. Um, while Cordero used more as kind of a gadget and in the receiving game, uh, Davis, like I said, getting double digit carries every week, this jets team, not a good rushing defense. I like the over in this game. I like both teams to move the ball a little bit, uh, 46 rushing yards for a starting running back against a soft run D yeah. Give me Davis. Another uh, running back with a pretty good matchup. I talked about how it's a good matchup for Marvin Jones against Tennessee. Well, that makes it a good matchup for James Robinson as well. 61 and a half rushing yards over minus 125. I like that. James Robinson getting a lot of work in that uh, Jacksonville backfield. Really nobody else there to steal touches. Carlos Hyde's a guy, but come on. Um, don't think he's really a guy to steal touches. Just kind of... Uh, you know, Robinson's tired. Hey, we put Hyde in for a snap or two. Um, mainly just because, you know, I, I, I don't like the Titans defense at all. They haven't been good. Uh, moving on, another one in that game, but on the opposite side, I'll take A.J. Brown to get off to a nice start coming off his injury. Over 68 and a half receiving yards, minus 114. I like his yards better than his receptions. I think you can get his receptions over four and a half. It's some juice, maybe minus 167, I think I remember. Um, but I'm taking the yards because he's another big play guy. Only needs, uh, you know, two, three catches to get to 70 yards if he busts a deep, uh, you know, big play which he's very capable of. Um, I don't think they'd be playing him if he wasn't ready to go. No Julio Jones, so Brown should uh, be the unquestioned alpha in that offense this week. Um, another running back, uh, we'll bounce back to a couple running backs here. Damian Harris, uh, over 70.5 rushing yards, minus 111 against the Houston Texans. Uh, Texans suck, we know this. Uh, Damian Harris, starting running back for the Patriots. Patriots, eight-point favorites. Over under only 39 points. I mean, you're an eight point favorite in a team with a low over under, or in a game with a low over under against a bad opponent. You're probably going to be able to run the ball, run the ball pretty frequently. Uh, Damien Harris getting enough carries to easily get over that 70 and a half, coming off two lackluster weeks, but really, you know, just wasn't the right matchups. Nobody can run the ball in the Bucks. Um, so I don't even care that he didn't do much last week. I like him to bounce back. 71 rushing yards against the Texans is very doable. He could have 100. He could. Damian Williams, 
this is maybe my weakest prop here on this list, but I think he's going to get some work um, as, uh, you know, David Montgomery, um, you know, having the uh, the injury being out over a month here. Damian Williams starting running back now for the Bears. I don't love the Bears, as I talked about, you know, me being a big Raiders fan this weekend. Uh, but over 22 and a half receiving yards, minus 114. I do think he'll get a couple screens, couple dump offs, 23 receptions for a guy with the receiving capability of Williams. Rookie quarterback, you know, going to need to check it down against that uh, Vegas um, pass rush, I think. So 23 receiving yards doable for a guy that's uh, done it before. Dalton Schultz, another receiving prop. 41 and a half receiving yards over minus 112. These are all overs, guys. I did this is what I do with player props. I just look for good matchups. I'm not trying to fade guys. Um, I'm trying to look for guys that can have good games against soft defenses, good situations. So over 41 and a half yards, minus 112. Dalton Schultz. He is uh <clears throat> pretty firmly taken over that starting role as the uh the starting tight end uh for the Cowboys. He got over 32% of the targets last week. Uh, this Cowboys offense can move the ball. I talked about how I like the over in that Giants-Dallas, uh, Giants-Cowboys matchup. Um, uh, New York Giants, I don't remember what metric, if it's DVOA or if it's pro football focus efficiency rating, but they are dead last in the NFL at covering the tight end position this year. <clears throat> so Schultz, 41 and a half receiving yards. He's done it a couple times this season. I think he can do it again in a game that I expect to be high scoring between the Cowboys and the Giants. Receiving uh, two receiving props for Monday Night Football here. Uh, Michael Pittman Jr. over four and a half receptions, minus 120. They just don't move this guy's line. He's had like six catches every week so far this season. Not sure why they don't move it up anymore. <clears throat> Excuse me, I got to get a drink, guys. But uh, Pittman's a guy I've got on one of my fantasy teams. He's getting like 10, 12 targets a week. Uh, five catches is so doable. I had him over four and a half last week. He had six, <clears throat> almost had seven. If he did have seven, I would have hit a 15 to one player prop parlay, which is a little frustrating, but he had six. Uh, but he's a guy that can go over 40, four and a half is what I'm saying. It seems easy. Monday night, got a nice player prop. Another Monday night player prop. Marquise Brown also to go over four and a half receptions plus 114. You can get it at positive money and over 57 and a half receiving yards for Marquise minus 110. The guy's been electric going back to the second half of last season, putting up big numbers. If he didn't have two drops in that Detroit game for touchdowns, you're looking at like just a really impressive streak to start the season for Marquise. He looks like he's really taking that third year leap. He's the dominant number one for the Ravens. Uh, five catches and 58 yards on Monday Night Football. Very doable for Hollywood. Let's go back to that uh, Giants-Cowboys game. I got Kadarius Tony over four and a half receptions, minus 109. Over 50 and a half receiving yards, minus 114. This is another one of my favorites this week. Uh, rookie receiver got, I think, nine targets, like six or seven catches last week, um, playing a majority of the snaps with uh, Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton both out this week. Uh, I think Dallas puts their number one corner, Trayvon Diggs, on Kenny Galladay. That leaves the rookie as kind of the, you know, he's got the best opportunity here to get peppered with targets. It uh, looked like they were drawing up opportunities for him, you know, short passes, screen game you know, get the ball in his hands and let him dance. He looks like he can make some moves after the catch. 
uh, really good, you know, start stop ability. Five catches seems like child's play for this guy. And if he has five catches, I think he easily turns it into 50 and a half yards. So give me both of these. I like Tony to have a nice game against the Cowboys. He might be one of those bigger fantasy pickups after this week. Uh, three more player props here, guys. We're going to finish it. Uh, Jamison Crowder over four and a half receptions, minus 167. A little bit of juice. If you want to go over five and a half receptions, you can get it at positive money. I think it's plus 127. That seems doable. This is another guy that was getting peppered with targets in the slot last week. I don't love Zach Wilson and this Jets offense. Um, but like I said, over in the Jets game looks good. If Atlanta's scoring, the Jets got to be throwing the ball to keep up. Um, five catches for a guy that got a lot of targets last week and is used in a true, you know, PPR role. Not that hard. Uh, two more Jacoby Myers um, over five and a half receptions plus 100 over 60 and a half receiving yards minus 114 and anytime touchdown plus 150. I do like all three of those. Um, this is a guy that seems to be the number one receiver for Mac Jones in that uh, Patriots offense. He's a real PPR monster as well. Um, soft opponent with Houston. I think he could easily hit his totals this week, and he's never scored a touchdown in his career. I'm calling for that to stop this week. I called that Stephon Diggs would get a touchdown against Houston last week. I'm going to roll that momentum over, and I'm going to take Jacoby Myers to finally get in the end zone. Uh, this is not his rookie year. He's played in the NFL before. I'm not sure exactly how long. I know he was in the league last year. Not sure if he was a rookie last year. He's a young guy, but he's been in the league. He's played games. He's been a starter. He just doesn't get in the end zone. He's doing it this weekend. I'm going to call my shot. Plus 150 anytime touchdown for Jacoby Myers. And then the last one here, Nick Chubb anytime touchdown minus 125 against the Chargers. <clears throat> uh, it doesn't seem too hard. Um, his over-under on rushing yards is like 88 and a half. It's a little bit high for a guy that I know is going to get carries taken away by uh, Kareem Hunt. But uh, I like him to get in the end zone this week, just how much volume he's getting. I like Cleveland on the road to uh, pull off the upset against the Chargers this week. <clears throat> and I think they're going to need to uh, use Nick Chubb to do it. So give me that anytime touchdown minus 125. I think it's pretty solid uh, to put in a parlay. If you want to take some of those juicier props that I mentioned and throw just that Chubb touchdown in there, it should be pretty easy as an extra leg. Like I said, you know, I think Jamar Chase, Kadarius, Tony, some of these guys, you know, their over-unders are only 50, 60 yards. You can take those, move them up into the 70s or 80s if you think they're going to have a big game and get a massive payout. So that's what I'm going to be looking to do is, you know, pay attention on the Instagram because that's where all the final props are or final bets are posted every Sunday. Um, I'm going to be working on my three, you know, spread of the week, my three underdogs. But you guys got a lot of information, I think, on this episode of where I'm leaning going into Sunday. So, again, check out at SGRPod on Instagram to get all the final uh, picks and posts Sunday morning. Other than that, thank you for listening. Let's fucking stay hot this weekend. Like I said, going to be a lot of fun this Sunday. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. Ramble on.